Hello. This is the Fight Back Podcast, hosted by exercise scientist Georgia Very. Here, you'll find a series of honest conversations about martial arts and mental health. My guests and I explore the statement that every martial artist has heard. Martial arts saved me. How and why do combat sports save people? Listen to find out. Hey there, Conscious Combat Soul. What, you? Yes, I'm talking to you. If you listen to this podcast, then you are a human being who loves combat and wants to be conscious about the way that you're doing it. You're interested in being more trauma-informed, more inclusive, and more ethical in the way that you teach and participate in martial arts and combat sports. And that's why I would like to invite you specifically to join our new group, the Conscious Combat Club. We're on Facebook, and there's an emailing newsletter that you can sign up for, the details for both of which are in the show notes here. But now, let's get to today's episode. Welcome to the Fight Back podcast. I am here today with Alvaro Fernandez. Alvaro is a black belt under Henzo Gracie. He is a specialist in visualization and meditation, which is how we initially met through one of his clients who said, hey, I've been working with this trauma-informed jujitsu instructor in Mexico. And I was like, what? Who is this guy? I've got to meet him and hear more. And since then, uh, we've been working together and I've been learning all about the kinds of things that he does and the clients he works with and how he integrates meditation with that. So stay right here because we're going to talk about all of the work that we've done together on my mindset, the work that you can do with Alvaro, because we are now partnered in bringing these type of services to you. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to talk more about who you are and introduce you to, to everybody in the Conscious Combat Club. Hi, Georgia. Thank you very much for the invitation. Hello to everybody listening to us. I am Mexican. I am 47 year old. I am black belt first degree under Renzo Gracie in Mexico. My professor is Mario Delgado, and I've been training for about 16 years now Jiu-Jitsu, and it's been a beautiful, beautiful journey. But before that, I started working on philosophy of fourth way. That's a meditation based on here and now, and there are many techniques about how to meditate and how to use visualization to achieve your goals. So this has been a beautiful journey for me, and I want to share that with people because it's my passion. So I've been using it for myself. This is the, the very first thing I, I, I have done. So overcoming fears, coming to the mat, to competitions, to teach, to talk in front of people, all these things that are challenging for, for everybody. Well, through visualization and through some meditation techniques, you can overcome and you can get your goals. No? So this is what I, I like to, to share. And I started doing it with myself to, to start with, right? So I start competing my first year in 2006 as a white belt. And then from then on till 2018. And yeah, so that's more, more about what it is with me. I've been working with some UFC fighters when they chose, they came to Mexico City. So they were in training in my, in my academy, I, Angela Hill, uh, Leslie Smith. They had shows like in, in UFC Mexico. And they were like very nice, nice to work with, no high-end athletes, uh, people that is really, really into into it. So, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a very very nice journey. All this martial art. 
you talk about a four-way psychology, what are the four ways? A philosophy that started in Russia, person that is called Ivan, uh, George Ivanovich Gurdiev. He brought it to the Western countries. He actually was living in London and in New York. And he put out the four ways when they asked him, is the fourth ways to reach like the highest level of a human mind or a human being. So he mentioned like one is the intellectual part, that is the yogis, they call it the yogis. Through ideas, you can get to enlightenment, you know, mm -hmm. through the understanding of the universe and the laws and everything. So this is the way for people that is more intellectual, that are more driven by thoughts and ideas and reading and all the development of the mind, right? And there's another way that you can achieve also like greatness or enlightenment, as they call them in those days. It was also through emotions like this, like the priest, people that is devoted to prayer, meditation, to being themselves. They used to go to the mountains, live by themselves, you know. These people that are more in monasteries and more devoted to this kind of life. So this emotion can grow as big, having mystical states, and then that's another way to, to achieve the greatness in, as a human being. And then the, the other one is the fakir. So that one, very known in India, people that can lift a hand for uh, one year, no? having all this mind and all this strength through to put themselves through a lot of pain and a lot of suffering to overcome all this human no? um, limitations. And that also can give them a greatness, no? an enlightenment. So these are the three, three ways. And the people who was asking Gurdjieff, what is the fourth way? And the fourth way, he said, I used all the other three before. So he will be focusing on the mind. He will focus on the emotions. And he will focus on the, on the capacities of the body, right? So these are the three. And he said, we don't have to just become one. No, not just the ideas, not just the emotions, not just the, the body, like for martial artists, being very strong. But what about your emotions? What about your thoughts? So when you come to a fight, to a competition, you come with your thoughts and you come with your emotions and those things can drag. It, it can help you, can fuel you, or also can drag you down, right? Or auto-sabotage, all these emotions like fear, uncertainty, you know, self-doubt, all this is connected. So that's where I put together all this knowledge, no? So been practicing 25 years this, and the base of the fourth way is the here and now. So if you can be here and now, that's a, a huge improvement, no? And in order to be here and now, is if you have aligned your mind, your emotions, and of course your body, right? So there's people that say, yeah, I'm aware, I'm, I'm conscious, yeah, but three seconds. And then your mind goes to my boyfriend, my bills, my car, da-da-da-da-da. You can, you can be seated with me, but your mind could be somewhere else or your emotions can be somewhere else. And that's, that's how it works sometimes. You know? And extreme situations like martial artists, competitions and fights. Uh, sometimes if you're not aligned, people that compete knows uh, you, can, you can lose the, the most, you can have the best cardio, the best, but if your emotions are not aligned or your mind is somewhere else, then the outcome is not going to be like on your favor, no? you're not achieving your goals. 
I love that because it goes both ways, right? It's like on the one hand, if you don't focus on all of these things, you're not going to do well in competition. Of course, everybody wants to do well. But then at the same time, competition is like this wonderful vehicle for how to improve upon all of those areas of your life, right? You strengthen the body in preparation for competition and you go through hard training sessions where you want to quit, but you, you're motivated for the competition. And then you learn that you can push through that next ceiling. Um, so you have that experience through training for the competition and then learning to control the emotion because if you step on the mat, you already learned a great degree of emotion control relative to the average person. So you've got that. And of course, there are lots of strategies like what you teach for how to do that. Um, and then, you know, the mind and the thoughts, like uh, all of these ideas, especially with jujitsu around the chess, like everybody says, jujitsu is like chess, you know, if they're going to do this, then I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this attack, but I'm imagining three moves ahead, what I'm going to do and how much that expands your intellectual capacity to be able to think about not just what I'm going to do, but how I'm going to respond to what somebody else is going to do. So it's cool, right? It's like competition proves to us that we've worked on those areas. It gives us a vehicle to work on those areas. But also when we work on those areas, we do well in competition. It goes both ways. Yes, of course. And I have tried teaching for self-defense. Uh, I, I was doing some women's self-defense courses and they were like impressed because the approach I take is the same. No, I'm trying to, first when, when they get to the, to, the, for, for, to the workshop, they come and they are like fear and they don't know if they're gonna be thrown or they're gonna be hit or what is gonna be, what is gonna happen, right? Like you get adrenaline and all. And what I do is sit them down, sit everybody down. We have a little meditation first. So we try, I try to align them. And the, the first output, I say, first you have to love, love yourself. In order to defend yourself, you have to love yourself, right? You cannot defend something you don't love. So that's a completely opposite idea sometimes because many people attack or defend themselves by fear or even some teachers say, you gotta get up, you, you, you cannot like, um, it's not bad fuel, the fear, it can help a lot, of, of course, it's, it's, it's there for a reason in our instinctive, but it's a short-term fuel. Love is huge. So I read some, some fighters or some warriors at war, they show them their kids before going to battle because that's the fountain of love and that's will carry them like they think about their kids when they are fighting and it's huge difference than just being by you know vanity or whatever it is the case so the first approach in the workshops are is love so many people get it and women uh, have a bigger emotional sense i don't know how to explain it but they they are more uh, sensitive on, on all this so a few People from those courses were very engaged because they, they like it. They like the approach and it's a very different approach. So I'm going to teach you Celtic defense moves and techniques, but the, the motivation that is going to make you go through that experience that may throw you, might may get a punch or whatever, you know, it's going to be the self-love, the self-care, and then the self-defense. Then everything is 
All right. At least it's aligned with emotions. You have positive emotions instead of negative. So that changed a lot the outcome. So that's 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 one of the things I I, I try to teach and putting together martial arts and this this kind of uh, philosophy, right? And when you're working with women, like for example, the client who spoke to me, right? So I know that there have been situations where you're starting a group of of women in a self-defense course, and there are some that are despite you know centering themselves at the start they feel overwhelmed because martial arts are scary for most people but especially they're scary if they make you have a flashback or they remind you of a situation that was incredibly traumatic so talk us through the process of how you work one-on-one with women to help them overcome their fear of stepping on the mat and be present in the experience of learning jujitsu yeah, uh, that's a great, a great question. Uh, so I've been developing this because I have seen with some of my students that were they went to trauma, unfortunately, uh, some positions stays in the body. I don't know how to how to explain, but if somebody grabs you from the wrist and took your purse or took your cell phone and run, some people will get that shock. Oh, mm-hmm. you know it, it doesn't have to be too much but well, at least this example explained that when someone takes them back from the wrist even is her friend or her mom or her boyfriend or whatever it will bring the memory right so the in a way the the body gets the the emotion and the memory the memory is there okay so this can be uh, taken to a different and more intense situation, like somebody mounted someone or, you know, like uh, pushing someone, pushing a woman against a wall, things like that can be more traumatic for sure. Uh, and also kicks or whatever it's uh, the, the case. But so we, I try to recreate these situations. For me, that's very, very important. But I always be asking first to have the meditation and we have a, a kind of guided meditation with them consenting, going back to this uh, memory, to this moment, okay? But I always remind them, we are here, we are protected, this is for your well-being, this is for your growth, and for breaking these limitations, right? Or not only physically, but many psychologically, and, and many are under like in your in the back of your head, right? So something that you may not have conscious, but it's unconscious in a in an unconscious way. Mm-hmm. So all this work is going. Uh, I had I had some students that have been telling me like they were one was mounted in a class and she was just running out and going to the bathroom to cry and wow like I was like with, with some more students and if this is wasn't a, sh- a workshop it was a regular class. And then I approached, of course, that's my responsibility, right? And, and then she was able to share and she explained me you know, that this position for her was uh, trauma before when she was younger. Da, da, da. Then I said, I, I think I can help if you want. I can, I can provide you some information and some feed if you like to try a one-on-one session. And then we were in Mexico City and, and she did. And she did for a few months. And to make a long story short, she ended up competing. So, and she won a medal and everything. So that changed her life. No, this kind of, she she did like at the beginning, I couldn't mount on her, like I, 
not only the position was too much for her, no? So we went through a few, um, yeah, uh, classes, private classes, so she could be feeling better and allowed herself. And many times I mount her in her mind, like we were just sitting and I think or visualize I mounted or somebody's mounted, okay? You have to do these moves, right? Like push the knee, hipscape, all these moves. And then when she was comfortable, then she was allowing me, I was her teacher, to mount. And then she could perform because she got the moves and she got the technique. As she understands that it doesn't matter that she's smaller than me, that if she does the technique right, she can escape. So this is a really, really beautiful thing because then your body can perform and then your your mind understands what you're doing. So that's a great merge. And then subconsciously, subconsciously, you understand that you can release from this, from this threat, right? From this position. And if she had known this in that moment, but this is when it helps because then she knows that that won't happen again because she knows now how to escape, right? So it was a really, really nice outcome. She started competing. I went to a competition and then she signed up and I didn't say nothing like, interesting. I, I, I was thinking that she was going to make it and she made it, she made weight, she competed and she won a medal, a medal. And I was super, super happy for her because she didn't even like to roll because of all this, no? because you may end up mounted and then she will have this. And then, so for me, it's very beautiful to be able to through my passion, through this practice I've been doing, uh, putting it outside to help to help people, no? to help friends and, and students. And now, thanks to you and the platform, then we can go to more people, and that's 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 very it makes me very happy. Yeah, it's incredible, really. Like we think about this idea that trauma is stored in the body, um, and so it's really common that when you put yourself in a similar position, whether that be a wrist grab or being mounted, or uh, for some people, this is even like receiving criticism or being yelled at or a noise that sounds similar. There are lots of things that can trigger a flashback. It's just incredible and an incredible feat of neuroplasticity of the brain that you can create a, a meditation where you say, okay, imagine you're being mounted, but also imagine you know, the feel of the mat and the smell of the room and the sound of, you know, the other things that are nearby and all of these things that are going to be in your senses, uh, in your sensory awareness that are going to tell you you're here right now, you're present. And practicing that enough times and then going to do it for real then means that your brain, it's almost like at a crossroads, right, where your brain goes, I could choose what I meditated about and practice. And I have all this evidence that that's true because I feel the mat, I hear the sounds, I smell the room, or I can go back to the flashback. And maybe there's going to be some times where the brain still goes, we need to go to the flashback because that feels safe. The brain is not doing that for no reason. The brain is doing that to be like, I need to keep reminding you of this thing that was really dangerous because I want to keep you alive. Always that is the brain's thought. It's just not necessarily always the outcome that the brain hopes for. It's actually, you know, detracting from our ability to live our lives. So then when the brain goes, 
I'm going to take this other route and I'm going to choose to listen and watch and hear and smell all these cues that are telling me that I'm present. And then I'm going to practice this escape and rewrite my experience of myself as someone who is capable of escaping. That memory then becomes the one that's stored in the body, you know, and and that is incredible. That is really the crux of how trauma-informed martial arts can work. They rewrite your body's story and experience with compromising positions or experience as being a powerful being. My body is capable of punching. My body is capable of kicking. My body is capable of choking someone, of taking their arm and nearly ripping it off, you know? Like that is so incredibly transformative. (laughs) Yeah, exactly what you say. With the visualization, with the breathing. So through breathing, we go through the nervous system. So sometimes just the very first thing I noticed is when she, for example, with this girl, with this student, she stopped breathing. Mm. In the moment I, I mounted, she stopped breathing, right? And then she started getting into this so I could see. And the first thing is breathe. When you start breathing by yourself through that experience, you're helping your brain and your body to accept the new situation, as you said. So the neurons are making a new way, exactly as you said. So new neurons are connecting each other and saying, this is safe. And we are able to exit, to take away this weight and take away and be able to breathe. Then you are rewriting, literally in the, in the brain, uh, new, new possibilities. And this possibility will be an outcome that will release you from this pressure physically and making it that the beautiful thing about jiu-jitsu is that you can do, right? Like if you put enough strength in your legs and your hips and then you can uh, lift a lot of weight and do it right and do it with timing and do it with the right technique, you are able to do it. And doesn't matter the weight. Well, of course, matter at a certain extreme point, but it's, it can be done. And if you do it with, with, with the timing and with the moment, you can see, no? So that's the that's beauty of, of, of this art for me and having all this understanding and this knowledge of emotional control, breathing, uh, thoughts, no? The thoughts is very, very important. And then, of course, performing, no? Having the right technique to do the right escape. And then you are escaping and you are actually doing it is something like and then she competed no and then i was like wow this is this is great so it can be done it can be done and that's a great opportunity to share and yeah i'm, I'm super happy because for me it's it's my passion no i i, I, I discovered this a long time ago and i wasn't able to to share no with with more people that the ones that was around me so i'm very happy it's incredible right and i think like everybody experiences fear you know so if we talk about this one use of the visualization uh, meditation is around you know stepping on the mat getting to that point and then if you think about a graded progression just like with this client right and with a lot of people the next thing is competition we already spoke about how competition is this real vehicle for change within the self and even for me like I've been competing since I was 12 And I had such a like slow graded increase in competition. I was competing in kata, which is like just by yourself. No, it's not opponent based at all. It's just moves. Then I was competing non-contact. Then I was competing contact, but with lots of like headgear and stuff because I was 16. 
Then I was competing full contact karate. Then I was competing full contact pro or semi-pro Muay Thai, Mod Thai, then Muay Thai, so allowed with elbows. Then I started doing jujitsu. And, you know, like I have so many hours experience competing. Like I, I couldn't tell you how many fights that I've had. And I watched myself go on a progression from being afraid of losing to wanting to win, to fighting for love. You know, like you were speaking before, it really speaks to me because I think a lot of people are just trying not to lose. It's not the same as trying to win. You know, you're trying to save face. You're just like kind of trying to get through it. You're hating the whole thing. You're not present at all because you're thinking about like, am I going to gas in the next 30 seconds? Therefore, I guess I better preserve myself and not try anything because like heaven forbid I get exhausted and all of these like annoying little things that your brain tells you while you're in competition. And for me, it was very like that in the start. And then it slowly became a thing where it was like, okay, I want to win. And then you go into a whole new world, you know, like jujitsu versus striking. So grappling versus striking. And you can't rely upon the skills that you've been building for, you know, forever. You're more new. People are more experienced than you or similar experience to you. And, and it's scary. And I had a lot of doubts in myself and I still do. Nobody's perfect. Uh, but that was when after we first met, I said, okay, I have some of these fears. I have this competition. It's going to be my first time competing as a blue belt. Uh, so for those who don't do grappling, the difference between a white belt and a blue belt can be quite big. You know, you can go from competing against really beginners to people who have been training for a number of years, all of a sudden, kind of overnight because you got a new belt. So I was like, how am I going to deal with this? So we started working together. And I want to share that with all of you so you can get a bit of an idea for the kind of work that Alvaro does. I obviously am a personal believer in it, having had my experience. So we work together to create a kind of, I would say, a series of visualization practices that changed over time as I became adapted to them and put them into practice. So there was a breathwork element. And there was also elements around acceptance. And I've talked to other people about this since. So I've spoken to other competitors and I've said this like revolutionary thing, which is like, what if your goal is not to win? What if your goal is to do something? Your goal is to be calm or to do something that's actually achievable, like to make this one grip or, you know, to do 20 jabs or something like that. Uh, and actually one of the students in my course where I work with other martial artists to develop programs, she said to me, my, after you said that to me, my intention was to stay strong if I received like a punch uh, that could have dropped me when normally I would drop. She goes, I got hit in the liver and I, I thought about it and I stayed in there. And she was like, so I was super happy with that. And, and so this is my, my story of that sort of a, an experience where I was like, I want to win because uh, everybody wants to win, of course. I'm really competitive. Everyone who knows me knows I'm super competitive. But Alvaro said, okay, you're going to achieve if you're calm. And I was like, oh. Okay. Okay. I was like, oh, I'm hyped up. I'm a hyped up person. I go into the gym and I'm like, let's go. Like I'm high energy all the time. Even when I'm nervous, I'm high energy. That's how I dissipate my nervous energy. So I was like, okay, I could work on being calm because normally what's happening to me, like what I said was my grips were 
like fatiguing anyone who's competed in jiu-jitsu knows this feeling where you're holding on for like dear life it's the same thing in rock climbing sometimes you're holding the wall so hard like 2000 times harder than you actually need to hold on to still have a grip but your brain is like gotta hold on max um, so learning to become was the first thing like we work on having this manifesto saying I achieve when I'm calm I'm calm when I achieve and repeating this and repeating this and, and pairing it with breath work uh, and then we start to work towards creating things that were going to cue me because I had done them before. So we created a warm-up routine. Well, I, I just did my warm-up routine the same. Every practice class, I did the same warm-up. And we said, okay, what's it going to be like on the day? And I thought about all these details, like what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to wear, you know, who I'm going to see, what's the venue going to be like, what's it going to be like when I slap hands? And, and so we work on the breathing, the mindset, and this visualization practice, which we got more and more detailed as we worked together. And that was really helpful too. But on the day, so I would tell everyone on the day, I was like, oh, I'm making the coffee the way I thought. I was like, oh, I'm eating the breakfast the way I thought. I was like, oh, I'm sitting in the backyard. I'm walking my dog. I'm like, all of these things came true. And then we got to the fight and I made weight just like I imagined, like everything's coming true. And then we slapped fists and it didn't take long till I got the grips that I wanted. And I was like, oh, and then I had her head. My goal was to get a mounted guillotine, right? Straight, like takedown to mounted guillotine, like beautiful, seven points. Right? Uh, I got a head and I was like, oh my God, I have a head. <laughs> and I took her down and I was like, oh my God, I took her down and I'm in mount. And what actually ended up happening was I was so shocked that everything came true. I was like high on the guillotine. And so she kind of escaped out the back because uh, I was so shocked. I didn't even think to post my head like a tripod to to scoot back and also she was very good as well too like that's the thing you can't control that's why the goal is to be calm or you know it's not to win it's not to do the move to win it's just to do the move so that's what we work on and this is what happened and like I didn't win any of my fights but I called Avaro and I was like I'm so proud like I did all these things that I wanted to do and like I'm super excited for the next one and it really changed my mindset to towards competing so I don't know if you want to comment on any of that process I know I just kind of stole it all because I'm super excited to share with everyone like this this sort of work and what happens when you do the homework as well too you know you you don't just meet but you you go and and you do what the work in the session and then you do the work outside the session yeah yeah thank you very much for sharing I, I love I love your your input no and yeah exactly it's about being aligned with your emotions, with your thoughts, and something that is more achievable, something that you have control on. We're supposed to have control on ourselves, right? So we teach ourselves. So I have a technique and I share the technique with you guys about how you can align your mind, align your emotions, and then uh, trust the process, trust the process. So for you, of course, it was the first time and I, 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 was, I was very sure that you were going to get that takedown and that technique because you were very sure when you were telling me and the way you were sharing with me how well you want to do it and all this. And we did specific work, but also was about being calm, being mindful, being aware, you know, like having all this, um, yeah, awareness that sometimes we lose because we have all these nervous all this excitement, all this energy, 
And then sometimes, hey, there was someone there. I didn't see anyone. You know, like I was, or there's there's different different ways for everybody. But yeah, so this is one of my goals. Is I, I was telling you this before, like when you even try to make breakfast, but if you are angry or if you are in a hurry, you burn the eggs or you burn the toast or you, you know, like because you're you're in a hurry and, and then you're not concentrated. It's the same, like how you come to a competition all excited or all angry or, or like out of your your place. If you come, then you know exactly how many meters, some butter, you know, how, how many minutes on the toaster, all these things may get an, a better outcome, may easier get your goal, right? So it's the same, no? This is a small, um, um, yeah, example, but this is, we can bring it to, to, to life. And also, as you said, competing in any kind of martial arts is a very, very few number of people in the world that does it. So I have even friends that black belts, they don't like to compete. <laughs> so or they have competed, but they say, no, 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 those things are for young guys, and, da, 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 and like that, and, and like that. And it's nothing wrong with it. But sometimes the emotions can eat us alive or overcome, overwhelm us, no? So these are the things that then, then you start like losing, no? And I try to, to share that if you, got, if you can get all this aligned, then the outcome will be different because you, you want something else. You, you want to be calm. You, you want to make the best decisions. Also, I love Jiu-Jitsu for sure. I have said it many times, but thinking, as you said, maybe you can teach someone to punch and it's going to be easier and a little bit more intuition, like just throw, close your fist, clinch your, your hand, you know, and they may get a good punch, but tell someone to do a number. Like there's no way, like if you don't train, if you don't understand, if you don't see where's the hip, where's the head, where's the other arms, the guy from the, the arm from the guy, the my arms, it's completely different. So it's not from intuition place. It's gotta be an understanding, right? So this, you need to be calm to make the right decisions, to make the right moves. And then if you're not calm and don't misunderstand, I don't want you to go like, uh, like this to the competition, but it's important to have, of course, the adrenaline pump and all, but being very aware, you know, mm. being very aware. And that's the calm I mean, no? like a, I was telling you, like a predator, no, like the, the lioness will come and not make any move, being super subtle before attacking. Because if she, if the gazelle hears, she will take off and she would never get it. But she's got to be like super aware, super, you know, this tiger is, is hunting. So that's the example I gave you also, right? So because that's the way is the mindfulness. The tiger is knows where is the, if she steps too fast, the noise will make her run. Oh, this is what I mean. This is what I mean. It, it doesn't mean it's not going to kill her or get the prey. But it's, it's, the, it's the importance, no? So that's the way we, we, I, like to, I like to share, I like to, to move. And this also helps for non, not necessarily only for martial artists, but any challenging situation you have mm -hmm. is the same, right? Like if I'm going to a work interview or if I have a very family reunion or I have my, my girlfriend, what, whatever situation I need to overcome and I need to, to be present, most likely we should be there all the time, but more on the extreme situations in life, this training can help you. So I'm sure Georgia 
this training also can help you through your life. You know, when you have something else coming, then you know how to visualize, how to do your drills, you know, your in, in, inner drills, and how are you going to perform in a, I don't know, in a TV show. It's something that you are really looking forward to do, and it's going to be challenging. That's the same approach. So that's, that's I think uh, it can help and change lives for people. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my passion. I, I'm, I'm very happy. <laughs> Definitely. And I mean, we share that same passion where uh, it's things, growth is not compartmentalized to just in martial arts, just in the same way that if you have an argument with your partner just before training, it's going to be hard for you to totally leave that and come onto the mat where human beings and everything flows into each other. Sometimes that's for the worst. Sometimes that's amazing. Sometimes that means that these skills that you built around competition, you can use them when you went to the dentist or you had an interview or you got an angry email or, you know, you were riding your bike and you couldn't stop thinking about something that made you really mad, uh, you know, recently, but because you were riding, there wasn't enough distractions. So you had to actually focus on the emotion. Those are four real examples from some of my clients recently um because the stuff that we're doing here in martial arts it's it's not just for martial arts it's for life like what we're doing here is being students of life exactly exactly so i have many many um like feedback from another uh, black belts even in, in different systems and they say like everybody that comes to martial arts got something <laughs> like got some trauma or got, they've been bullied or they they are the bullies or they you know like there's always something no? so being a, being abused being, you know like there are so many that they come to understand no i uh, for my for my point of view was the same like i i was a little bit yeah i was a, a little bully when i was a kid but i didn't understand fighting i i just feel one punch and I like it was like in the cartoons like you see them like and then and I didn't understand and jiu-jitsu explained it perfectly for me that's my my approach right and that's the part I, I practice so that was one of the things back in the day like I said I want to understand what is fighting it's not just like boom 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 so, you know if it's what it is no how it is closing the distance da, 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 all these things and it's beautiful to see how this can also make people change their points of view. No? When I start training and many uh, feedback the same, we start training, we stop fighting outside, you know, like having arguments. Somebody tells me something. I just like, I'm like super chill, super, I, I have my, my training and I have enough. No, and I, I don't need that. And also the, is self-secure. No, I feel very, very calm walking through a, in, in the night, in the street, whatever it is, it makes me, I'm, I, I know I'm capable of defending myself. So that also helps a lot. So it's not just in the physical world, but also in, in another, in another situations. No, it can be work, it can be with your partner, as you said, and for sure. So yeah, I would recommend everybody, I recommend everybody to practice any kind of martial arts. There are soft martial arts from Tai Chi to anything that you want, but try, try. And, and I, some, I, what I think it takes out the best out of you, the best parts of you. So it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's a really 
this is one of the best things I ever, I, 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 one of the best decisions I made it was to start training. And I, I hope I won't, I won't stop training <laughs> ever. No, you're going to keep going for sure, for sure. And you kind of already answered the question that I was going to ask you, which of course is the question that I ask everybody, which is, you know, you hear people saying things like martial arts saved my life. You know, this is a common sentiment across people. Maybe you experience for yourself or you know other people. And so the question is always, why do you think that is? You kind of answered it already, but let's go back over it again because, you know, <laughs> it's very important to this show. Yeah, for sure. No, uh, my pleasure. So, yeah, I started martial arts. I was overweight. I was sleeping very few hours. I was partying a lot. You know, I was in a very bad place, to be honest, no? I, I was doing, I started doing the meditation. And when I started doing martial arts, it changed my life. And when I started competing more, because my first competition as a white belt, I have to admit I lost. And I was like, wow, I don't like that. No, I don't like that. Why did I lose? I was winning. And then at the end, uh, he choked me. No? And I was like, why? I couldn't sleep for a few nights. And then I started training more. So, yeah, getting to know all this community. And in the moment I started uh, training Jiu-Jitsu in Mexico, was very few people. So also start teaching very early. I started teaching around when I was a blue belt because there were not many people blue belts in Mexico. So this journey started and I was feeling super, super happy. Then I started uh, putting together my meditation with my art and, and then I took it more serious and I started teaching and I opened an academy and then from there till now. no. So yeah, definitely without martial arts, I don't know what my life would be. It would be very, very different and I'm very, very happy. So yeah, my passions, trying to put it together and designing this system, it's it's one of the best things I it happened to me, and I'm very happy to be able to share with with you, and with the most people I can. No, so using this platform to 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 offer this because I think um, it can make your life way way easier, and then you can also when you overcome that, then you can overcome almost anything, and that's that's the beauty of life, right? hundred percent. And this is a system, right, that's worked for like, you know, Angela Hill. So she's in the UFC and other like high, high level competitors. I'm like a moderate level competitor, but then also people who never want to compete and they have fears to overcome. And so it has variations and the system can work for everybody. Um, and so it's very exciting to say that it's now available for everybody in the world, right? I'm in Australia, you're currently in California, but we can work together because we have this incredible invention called the internet. Uh, and as of today you're now really available to work with people in a very a variety part of me of context so talk about the ways that people can work with you okay well so we have this uh, platform now with uh, fight back you can look out for me there and also i'm gonna make a facebook group you can look for me as visualization with al my name is alvaro fernandez we're going to leave the link here, uh, I'm sure. And then from then, from there, sorry, you can book, uh, send me a message. I can give you a, a, a free trial if you want, if you need, or we can start working on one-on-ones, depending on your what you need. So let's for sure make a, a call. We can make a video call or a 
call or with some messages. And then you let me know specifics for you, one competition, local or, or whatever is the, the matter. And if you think I can help, I'm very, very open. So yeah, my social media is Barbaro Fernandez is for Instagram, Alvaro Fernandez for um, Facebook. And we're going to leave the link here in Fight, Fight Back with visualization with Al. So yeah, I can help people that is currently fighting training and there's people that is not, but they want to understand meditation. They want to understand visualization, overcoming fears and yeah, any challenging situation or circumstances that everything can be understand from this point of view. So that's the only thing. So I give you some tools that you can do. At the end, as I was talking to you before, is the work you have to do it. The work you have to do the visualization. You have to do your emotional track. You have to do your going through whatever it is that is bothering you or what you want to overcome. So I give you the tools, but of course the people, the commitment is about you. The discipline is going to be about you. So that's why I work with many uh, professional fighters or people that is very committed. They are, uh, we as you know that if you want to compete and you want to win, you of course have to be disciplined. You have to be being weighed, all these things, no? So that also helps because when they understand that the mind is as important as the emotions and as being prepared physically, then it's a huge, huge advantage on, on their side. So that's 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 the way. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm super excited. So like like Alvaro said, we'll leave in the show notes here a link to join the Facebook group um, through the Facebook group or directly through the website. You can sign up for a free trial for the online course that we've created. Um, and of course, you can work one-on-one -on -one if you've got more specialized needs. Um, if you're somebody like me who needs to kind of work with someone and have their hand held all the way through it and you want something that's tailored towards a specific outcome, then that's going to be great for you. But there's the thing that I like about the program that we've put together is that there are options at every level. You know, you can get involved with incorporating this into your life, regardless of what your budget is or what your time commitments are. You know, like you can get started and you can see results so long as you put the work in, just like Al said, like that's the, that's what I had to do as well too. So I'm super excited that this is now a worldwide thing that we're announcing this on the podcast. I feel like it's kind of been a while coming behind the scenes. It's been something we've been working on the last few months. So I'm very proud and I'm very excited to be able to share this different modality for self-development and self-improvement through the Fightback Project. Yes, thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you very much for trusting in, in, in this project. I'm very, very happy. I'm very honored to work with you. You are super good person and very efficient. I really, really enjoy. So yeah, let's let's hope for the best. And I'm I'm very happy to share and I'm very happy to get to, to meet you and work with you. Have you thought of something to be grateful for today? What was it? I'm grateful for the amazing women that train with me at the Fight Back Project. I'm grateful for Nari and the beautiful song Shape Me heard at the beginning and end of every episode. And I'm grateful for you for listening to this show and helping martial arts keep saving lives. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you'd like to leave me a review to help more people find the show, that's a bonus. Thank you.
shapes me, but me. Don't gotta tell you what my name is, I don't gotta explain it. Walk in the room, hear a boom erupting like I'm famous. I'm here shedding shells, I'm shameless. I fear nothing, no complacence. Walked to many tight ropes with no hope, so I became this poster they hold over all the heads of trauma holders. You don't need to know my history, I move boulders. Atlas shrug, cause I lifted the weight above his shoulders. No pretense of defense, move first like chess soldiers. This goes deeper than empowerment, cause huh, I'm the one to power it. Physical meets mental challenge me to keep devouring. If I can't change the scenery, at least I change perspectives. No longer isolated, but elevated and selective. Darkest places become beautiful spaces. This is where rage meets patience, meets power, meets gracious, meets. We're so glad you came in. The feeling is contagious. When you the walking impact of intended bad intentions. When you the manifest enough collecting all their tensions. You the soul and body hold it all and still remember. But I'm a work in progress, testament to all contenders. Forgot what it was like to have control over self. Forgot what it was like to be the one in charge. Forgot in my reflection I could see all my wealth. Forgot that with my bare hands I break all these bars, barriers, and obstacles. They can't cage me. They can't chronicle all my experiences and reduce them to appearances. When I was truly beaten, gave myself clearances to fall down, mess up, and get myself back up. I'm not looking for clovers, cause I don't believe in luck. Damn, you were badass, I heard them say it clearly. Why, thank you very much, I know now I'm not weary of what's next for me. Cause I expect to see growth like I was planted, watered, fed, and bloomed to be. The positivity and accountability. Knowing they won't step if I'm the agent of my agency. I think I found my voice again, huh? I think I found my voice again, huh? I'm not sorry, I'm not sorry, you're the end where I begin. Boundaries, I know them well. Take a breath and meditate. Who is she? I know her well. Now I get to open gates. One, two, one, two. I don't need your permission. And if you get uncomfortable, then use your intuition to know that I won't stay where respect is ever missing. And everything I do, that's me making decisions. It's truly underrated, the value of self-worth. Forgot that I was rich from the moment of my birth. A penny for my thoughts, no really, you can't afford it You cannot buy my story, rewrite it, or record it You cannot buy my story, rewrite it, or record it, huh?